The IAB presents the Simplify and Inspire podcast. How do we make it simple? Try to stop a lot of the buzzwords. A chance to change the way a whole industry works. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Hello and welcome to the IAB Simplify and Inspire podcast. Today I'm here with Stéphane de Blick from Integral Ad Science. Um, we're going to talk about his business. We're going to talk about, of course, measurement and a bunch of other things. We've actually at the IOB been working with the guys at Integral Ad Science or IAS for quite some time. And in fact, we teamed up with them, with Moat, with Comscore to produce Australia's first viewability uh, benchmark metrics that came out late last year. But enough of the plug, let's get down to business. Stefan, um, good day and welcome. Thanks, Vijay. Nice to be here. One of the things we try and do as well as um, simplify and inspire is try and get a little bit of the real person. Often um, our industry was so busy running around doing what we do. So tell me about you. That accent doesn't sound uh, Australian. So where's it from and how did you get to be uh, integral ad science, what was your journey? So I moved here maybe three years ago. I used to work at AppNexus in France, so I help AppNexus developing in the, in the in the French office. And so I moved here for personal reasons. My wife is Australian. And um, and then that's just when actually IS was looking at opening the office in Sydney. So I joined the team very early here. What brought you to IS? I mean, AppNexus is a pretty cool company, so... Uh... Yeah, 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 yes. I, I mean... I couldn't wait up next to decide to move to Australia. So I was like, okay, that's done. Time to, uh, time to, uh, to move to Australia. And I haven't regretted that since. Excellent. And. What was it like at uh, working at AppNexus? That was in Paris? Yeah, that was in Paris. So I was. What were you doing there? Um, so, so I was like helping the buy and the sell side to leverage programmatic. Um, so the idea was it was very early in, in the, in the space at that time. Um, and automation. So for me, programmatic is mainly about automation and how you automate media transaction. And so that was really the early days on trying to help the buy side. So helping agencies, training desk, uh, leveraging that automation, but as well helping the sell side to so the publisher to actually embrace that evolution. Uh, so that was trying to develop that ecosystem in, in Paris, but as well, actually it was not only Paris, but I was more Southern Europe. So that was France, which was quite advanced at that time, but as well Spain, Italy, and other markets like that. How do you uh, compare and contrast digital and digital advertising in France and Southern Europe with what you've experienced here in Australia? Are there any particular similarities or particular differences? That's a, that's a very good question. I mean, for me, it's more a question of dynamic. So if you look at France, it's, um, let's say, a very balanced, I will say, kind of market, um, quite diverse. So there is a lot of like massive big agencies like Havas, which is French. And then as well, you have like great publishers, like you have Le Monde, I mean, and so on. So it's a very, very diverse uh, market and as well, very tech, technophile, I would say. They really love technology in France. Like I'm engineer, they're all engineers in France. They love programmatic for that. Um, so it was a very balanced market. So when I moved here, what kind of surprised me first was it's a very consolidated market. So it's maybe four or five big publishers on one side four, five big agencies on one side, and that's it. So it's very easy to move the market to one direction, which I think is great for the Australian market in the sense that if, like the IAB kind of say, we need to go that, that we, we have to go to that direction. It's easier to convince everyone actually to push the market to that direction rather than in France, you have to convince around 10, 15, 20, 30, maybe 50, 50 entities. So that, that was kind of what interesting. Was. So, so it should be easier to get things done. That's noted. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 
You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back to, to Australia uh, and Integral Ad Science, talk to us about how would you describe the company? Um, particularly, I've, I've been saying as part of the podcast and with the, the spirit of bringing simplicity, how would you describe what you do and your company to a friend that is outside the industry? Yeah, we try to be uh, simple. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not easy. Like in a nutshell, what we do is that, um, so we are a global data and technology company um, that actually we empower the ad- advertising ecosystem to effectively influence consumer everywhere on every device. And the way we do that is we look at media quality. So we analyze, we evaluate the quality of the media. So if it's actually in the right context, so the page, the page around the, around the placement is actually the right context, it's safe for the brand. We look at make sure that the ad is in front of real people and has the opportunity to be seen by someone. So that's kind of looking at the, I would say the quality of the media in that sense. It will like, if you think about wine, um, so there's so, yeah, I'm French. We so. like alcohol <laughs> analogies and it's yeah, good. I had to speak about wine, I guess. Yeah, why not? French, there's different quality of wine. So it could be intense, complex. It could be typical or not. That's what we look at, trying to quantify that quality. So you help the buy side and the sell side to actually optimize toward high quality media because we think that high quality media actually has a better impact on the user. So you're able to use your technology to identify a good wine with an average wine with a not so good wine. Exactly. And then we provide that type of measurement to the wine buyer. And so he can choose what he wants. And your role within IAS? So I'm the commercial director for, for the Australian News and Market. So I'm kind of overseeing the, all the commercial aspects uh, from all our clients in, in these two countries. Clearly must have been quite a busy year for you last year. Um, lots of questions around independent measurement and verification. And um, certainly I remember reading about your company and a couple of others quite uh, regularly. How was 2016 for you? What were, the, what were the highlights for you? Also talk to us about how you think our world has changed over the last year. Cause I'm certainly seeing, you know, there's a whole new attitude and, and, you know, part of the reasons we're driving towards simplicity is because there's, there's still work to do around creating more trust and transparency and companies like yours, I think you know, can play and are playing a, a key role. How was it for you in 2016? It has been a busy year, I have to, I have to admit. Uh, in a, in a good way. I think there's a couple of points. One is now digital is like, if you look at marketing budget, digital is the biggest p- uh, piece of the, of the marketing budget. So I think it was last year, maybe this year, kind of bigger than TV. So more and more on the mar- marketing side at the advertiser, they are looking at digital and trying to understand how effective is the money they're putting in that, in that media. And then after, as you said, um, there were a lot last year, a lot of point on independent measurement, meaning that make sure that someone who doesn't own media can actually um, measure the, the quality of the media. So yeah, so that, that kind of had push, at least on our side, push the, the, the need for the market to, uh, to have such, such, such company. So was it for you more about working with more publishers or you mentioned the growth in digital marketing budgets and yeah, we saw from our data data that it's up to 48%. It is the the, the biggest singles uh, section. But are you working, were you working with different types of clients or was it still predominantly in the publisher space? Uh, we work with everyone actually. So one of the strengths of, of IS is that we work with everyone in the, let's say in the value chain. So from the advertiser to, to the publisher 
and agencies, tech vendors and everyone. So we try to be part of the ecosystem to facilitate that idea of optimizing toward quality media. So we worked last year a lot with publishers, so helping them to understand what they have, their inventory and how they can leverage that and how they can, uh, let's say, take quality media as an opportunity for them, but as well working with advertiser agencies to make sure that what they are buying is actually in line with what they want. Um, because at the end of the day, money is coming from the buy side, coming from the advertiser. So we need to make sure, we need to ensure that whatever they buy will have a positive impact on the ROI. Quite interesting in terms of you talk about the digital value chain, which is great because that's key part of our strategy is to try and bring more sense to the, the, the digital value chain. Could you, could you kind of take us on a journey from one side to another? I mean, it could be with a real example or it could just be, you know, we're going to, here we are in a, in a podcast that we're going to try and help the audience kind of visualize what this might look like just to try and bring this to life. Um, somebody is listening to this and thinking, okay, yeah, I keep hearing about companies like IAS, but what does it really look like? So most of the time, what we are is that we provide tools for the buy side, so for the advertiser to ensure that the, let's say the impression is going to buy via the agencies to a publisher is actually high quality media. So it's a brand safe place as opportunity to be seen by someone. And then as well as a human behind the screen. The way it kind of works is that we kind of put a, a little bit of a code on the creative that actually is passed to the agencies. Uh, the agencies will work with their media partners or work with their technology partners to actually buy media. And then via that code, we'll be able to actually to report on the quality of the media they're buying. And then as well, the publisher could actually use that as well to optimize towards the quality that they, that they said they will provide to the, to the, to the agencies. Right. So do you need to, for that to work? You say that the code goes on the piece of creative. Do you need to be able to work with everyone in the value chain or does, is it good enough that the code is on the piece of creative and the rest, you, you basically monitor it as yeah, it it's, moves? It's good enough to be just on the creative. But the idea for us is that we need to work with everyone because we need to help the overall ecosystem. So you cannot just help one side because quality for us is so key and we think it's key for the overall ecosystem, the advertising ecosystem, because it has a massive impact as well on the end user. Right. So we need to work with everyone and, and let's say to empower the advertiser, the agencies, the publisher to actually optimize towards that. So right. we, though we don't necessarily need to work with publishers, we as well provide tools to the publisher so they are able to, to monetize whatever they have in terms of quality. Right. Is that quite intense in the sense that you're then trying to work with all components? Are you trying to work with all components of the value chain all at the same time? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. How do you organize yourself to be able to do that efficiently? Like internally, what we do is that we have different people working from each side. Uh, so people who are more, let's say, specialized on the buy side, so working with agencies or advertisers, and then people who are more publisher or platform focused. But having the both you is very interesting because you see what the buy side wants and you can help the publisher based on that and the, and the opposite as well. So trying to facilitate that discussion as well. And different tools for different sides or different parts of the value chain. Is it different dashboards, different types of measurement? So, so at least, I mean, for us, yeah, there is, I mean, let's say the buy and the sell side don't look at the impression the same way uh, or their inventory the same way. So yeah, it's two different type of dashboard. And, and we launched, I mean, on uh, for IS, we launched a publisher product two years ago. It's so kind of from scratch. So the dashboard is a bit more up to, uh, up to speed in that sense. But the data is the same, meaning that you, st 
if you're a publisher, if you're an advertiser or an agency, you still look at uh, viability, fraud, brand safety. And then actually you can look at the same data from, from two different angles in that sense. How do you, one of the things you talked about and when we were at the beginning of this conversation, which was the nature of the Australian market and the dynamics and the size and how that sets us up to get stuff done. But one of the interesting, I guess, both challenges and opportunities are organizations that have got a local office, but are also part of a global business. To what extent, so if you take your business, IS, to, to what extent are you given tools globally that you, you have to implement locally or you're able to influence globally? What, what does that work? What's your relationship and what's the dynamic like between, um, head office? What are the, what are the, what are the good and maybe more challenging aspects of working local global? Yeah, that's definitely a challenge, I would say. Uh, but this, I mean, the good is that you can bring technology and ideas here. Uh, that has been used in the US or in other markets. So kind of bringing to a certain extent some uh, new products, um, a new way of thinking how to transact media. So that's, that's definitely helping. And actually we have been quite lucky in the sense that here, even here we are quite flexible. Um, so we managed to kind of approach the, the Australian market, uh, like from a custom kind of approach. So for example, we have a benchmark. So we release a benchmark just, just for the Australian market every six months. So providing um, a view of the market in terms of, of, of media quality. Yeah, it's quite interesting when I look at the marketplace. I mean, we, if you take, whether it's publishing, whether it's agency, whether it's advertiser, whether it's technology company, you've got a mixture of, of, of local players who are pure local players. And you've got certainly within our membership and within our active council members, a mixture pretty much split down the middle of folk with global businesses as well. And it's quite interesting, I suppose, on the positive where deals are being done and agreements being made on a global basis in, say, the US. One assumes you then get a kind of head start because you know it's kind of coming. You know, so if there's, if you're working with a certain global player and you've had a handshake in the US, then you know that something's coming. Does that, how does your business and the, and the nature of the work you do sort of split global locally? Is there, is there quite a few partnerships that are more part of a global one where it's local implementation or is it more about, you know, working with local players? What's, what's the mix? We, we have some global agreement with all the big holding groups. So that's global contract that actually we, we support locally. Uh, same with some big brands as well. So more and more advertisers go work directly with us globally because we are global companies who are across all the different big regions in the world so they they use that as a way to uh, to help them with media quality uh, but at the same time as well we try to help the local entities here so like the publisher like Fairfax or, or so on they are local like Austrian Austrian owned business so we help them as well to to make sure that they have the tools or they have the, the knowledge and, and, and the product to be able to to leverage new technology like like media quality for example so it's a mixture um, of the two from what you've been describing. Thinking about uh, another favorite question that I'd like to ask, which is, and you, you kind of mentioned it earlier on in our conversation, is uh, this term programmatic. What even is programmatic? What does that mean to you? Uh, for me, it's really automation, to automate media transaction. So being able to actually buy at a, a specific impression at a specific time uh, for a specific user. And I will add to a specific, let's say, context and quality of media um, autom automatically. And 
looking ahead to this year, 2017, um, what do you think is going to happen in the in the marketplace? What's what are the opportunities? What are the challenges as you see it? Media quality will be one of the key challenge for the market. Um, so I don't know if you saw the. I'm sure you did. Like uh, the the um, chief brand officer of of PNG, Mr. Mark Pritchard. Yeah, and and his wake up call. I will I will call that. Um, so I think that would be a big focus for the year. Meaning that big brands. Uh, and I, I, I would think like the overall ecosystem, uh, looking at how we can, let's say, improve the, uh, the transaction within, within the buy side and the sell side and making sure that's indeed a viable ad. So there is a one, it's high quality media. So it's, uh, brand safe as a opportunity to be seen by someone is actually human behind the screen. That would be a key, uh, I think a key focus for the, for, for the ecosystem today. And then, I mean, everyone is, is talking about consolidation as well. I feel in the Australian market, there's a lot of players today. Uh, and though it's, and, and I'm not sure the Australian market can support so many players as well. Now it's quite interesting. Um, I remember I saw Pritchard's presentation actually a couple of times and, and we felt pretty good because of the, the viewability white paper that you guys were also part of, which, um, you know, I think we're all pretty much getting to the MRC as a, as a standard. We all believe in the importance of independent measurement. And I think that will become, um, a growing and a key topic. And this notion of not marking your own, own homework. Stefan, thank you so much for coming in and spending some time with us, telling us about the, the real you and about IAS and the things that you do. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Vijay. Cheers. The IAB's Simplify and Inspire podcast. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.